it would be like or into like a big cube right in our current physical mm -hmm. bodies it would be mm -hmm. a three mile by three mile by three mile cube that's not a lot Welcome to One Weird Thought with Kiran and Vijay. I'm your host today, Kiran, uh, because I thought of the one weird thought for the week. And with me on the other line is Vijay. Hey, how's it going, Vijay? Uh, hey, Kiran. Uh, good to be here. Uh, you've got to tell everybody where you are this week. Uh, this week, I'm in Guatemala, Antigua, to be exact. Uh, I'm learning Spanish, Vijay, and Antigua is probably the best place for it. I uh, between, um, yeah, between North and South America, Antigua is kind of like a, a nice, uh, stepping stone. And then you get into South America and it's a little bit tougher to just find schools and stuff like that. But Antigua has a long and rich tradition of teaching gringos how to speak Spanish. I see. So for purposes of this discussion, you are a gringo. I'm hundred percent a gringo. I've never felt more white in my life. But oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that you know, you, you know, you feel like you know. <laughs> I feel like an American. You're part of the. You're part of the establishment. You know. <laughs> when you're paying in dollars, yeah. you're part of the establishment. Uh, I see. I see. Um, so, um, be, before we get started, you know, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about last week's discussion. Uh, we had spoken about high def communication uh, between spouses. And uh, I had dove deep into the uh, depth of my marriage and discussed this specific issue uh, regarding keys and, you know, a failure on one member of this relationship to put the keys back in the drawer. Yeah. And it happened again. Wow. On the weekend. And I brought it up. I'm like, you've really got to listen to the podcast. Because I think it's kind of relevant to the situation, and she still hasn't listened to the podcast. So both the keys ended up in Kirti's bag. Yes, that's right. Yeah, again. Oh man! If only there was a way, so, Vijay, that you can convey how you how strongly you feel about this particular issue. That's what's missing. Yeah, I might have to just print it out and put it on a screensaver on her screensaver <laughs> or something you know this could be the only way to get there so did you just allude to the podcast or did you at all try to be direct about the situation uh well, i probably made a snarky comment you know and said i really think you should listen to the podcast because i addressed this issue head on in there and i'm discussing this with the world <laughs> And you, the subject, has not heard has heard what I'm saying. You might want to take a listen. And I think she'd rather not. She, we, we, we had a little bit of a get-together uh, on Saturday, and um, she was saying how much she loves the fact that we have this podcast, so she doesn't have to talk to me about this kind of shit. That's exactly so, what we were talking about last week. Last week, we appreciate this podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. So she was saying the last thing she wants to do is actually listen to the podcast because then she's not getting that benefit of not having to listen to me about this stuff. So it puts me in a dilemma. I, I... Yeah, well, we're, we are in Guatemala after all. There's no water tank. So there is a very high powered motor that is inside the house. And so oh. if you use a particular tap, it just like goes off all of a sudden. Oh, um, but yeah, it is what it is. So if, if what we talked about last week was high def communication, what we're currently doing, what we're actually practicing with our spouses right now by having a podcast where we share our thoughts, uh, only for our spouses not to listen to the podcast. That's definitely some sort of lossy, extremely slow communication. Um, it's like UDP. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, you, you, you know, we could just retile the podcast and maybe this would bring them in where we say thoughts I'd like to share with my wife. We could just rename it and that could put more pressure on them to listen. To That's it. true. We'd actually probably improve the controversy rating of this podcast and thus improve our ratings. Or we could get more aggressive and say resentments I feel towards my spouse. Wow. I, I don't know if we're ready for that. Which which could result in um, which could result in a um, a rebuttal podcast from them. Wouldn't that be funny? We have a whole podcast network of just couples arguing yeah. in front of the pub, like not to each other. Like, I feel like this is the this has the grain of a new one weird thought, Vijay. I, I think one of us should should tackle this sort of thing head on. Yeah. It's uh, risky. It's very risky. Um, high, high risk, extremely low reward, because you might as well yeah. have just walked over to your spouse and talked to them. Anyway. Um, anyway. Going back to today's topic, uh, if you haven't read the Substack, I, I'm just going to give the idea to you in a nutshell. And basically, I had the idea while walking around the Frida Kahlo Museum in Coyoacan, Mexico City. Beautiful museum. I highly recommend you visit if you're ever in Mexico City. But when I was there, I, I was really enjoying how some of Frida Kahlo's works were present in the rooms that she actually built them, that she um, actually created them in, right? So her, her childhood bedroom had a lot of her early work. Um, the infirmary where she spent a lot of her later years uh, had some of her more dark works because, you know, she was going through a lot. And um, the garden had lots of sculptures that they had apparently accumulated over, over the course of their lives. And what I was thinking is, Frida Kahlo is great and all, but is she the only person that deserves a museum like this? And then it got me questioning why more people don't have something like this. And you know, the easy answer is not everyone creates art, right? The easy answer is only there are only a very small number of people whose works, whose life work is meant to be preserved. But just to push back on that a little bit, everyone kind of has things that, you know, when you go through old scrapbooks of grandparents or even your parents, uh, there are things that are just that evoke memory. So I, I'd argue that it's not that everyone doesn't have art. It's that everyone doesn't really have an audience, which is totally fine. 
you just, but you know, everyone has like a small audience that they can uh, share their art with. And so if everyone had a museum VJ, I think it could be very cool for the way humanity kind of records legacy and for the way we kind of view things going forward um, as a history. What do you think? So uh, I want to kind of probe and put some shape into the idea, right? So first question I have for you is, what do you think about the idea of like, you have a human right to have your own personal museum? Or do you think everybody should have one? I mean, if it was, if it didn't require so much investment, I think everyone should be able to have one, but I don't think it's a requirement for everyone to have one. Yeah, at least have the option. Yeah, right? they should like, have so, the option, dude. You know, like, yeah, I mean, isn't isn't your Facebook page your 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 kind of museum right now? It's trying to be right, but like, it fails in many many obvious ways for people um, because you're not you you don't have control over the presentation of the information. It, it's all kind of uniform, right? Facebook controls all that. And if you ever wanted to move your museum to another place, well, good luck, right? With a Facebook profile. Mm -hmm. Good luck if you've got a, a strong following on Twitter or any of the other social networks. And I'd even say good luck on open source networks today. Like they're extremely annoying to set up. Um, mm. There's not, a, there's no place today where you can have a clean museum um, that is well enough known that your descendants or uh, the people who care about you can go and view this museum at any time. So a few more questions. Um, one is with, with the museum, I, the, the people putting on the museum, like your, your Frida Kahlo museum was basically set up by a bunch of Frida Kahlo fans effectively. Yeah. Basically they're pro, pro Frida Kahlo. Right, so you get a, when you walk through that museum, you see one side of Frida Kahlo. You see the side that she, or at least her- Her inner circle, yeah. Her, yeah, her supporters yeah. want you to see. Exactly. Right? And when I contrast that to, um, when last time I was in DC, we went out and saw George Washington's place. You know, and you, you know, you walk through, you know, gosh, it's, it's beautiful, right? But then, you know, they also awkwardly walk you through the lives of the slaves who lived there, right? And they take you down to the graves where the slaves were buried, you know? Um, so... I didn't know they did that. Yeah, so... Is that... That's it, got to be new, right? Like... I think it's relatively new, right? And... It's still a bit weird the way they do it, right? Because like, hey, look how great this guy was. Kind of awkward, but we've got to talk about the slavery thing. That's jarring. Right? And so, that is extremely right? jarring. So, but, but it is a better representation than had it just been the George Washington for, uh, fan club who had set it up without any kind of pressure to, to present a more complete picture. Like, you know, if we go back to circa, you know, Germany, 1930s. Yeah. If Hitler had had the opportunity to set up one of these spaces, right, he would have set it up 
and it would have presented a one-sided view. Is the goal to for you to kind of present yourself how you wish the world to see you? Or is the world supposed to see you for what you really are? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good tension to create. But I, I do think the answer is um, you, this should be solely the, for you to present yourself the way you want to be seen. Because Vijay, we know the world is full of haters, right? You know, mm-hmm. people hating on each other. George Washington probably had tons of haters in his day. The problem is to get a two, a, you know, a multi-sided version of George Washington today took many years of civil rights movements, uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of his, you know, a lot of his most problematic behavior is probably lost to history, right? Like. George Washington was, um, a, you know, a great man, quote unquote, but he's also just a, he's a human being. Mm. So lots of stuff. I think the solution is George Washington should be able to present himself the way he wants to present himself. But all of the people around him that knew George Washington, I would argue a lot of their, a lot of the memorabilia or the art that they save off could, might be correspondence with George Washington, just because he was like one of the dudes back in the day during his time. Like if I wrote a letter to Barack Obama, that would be in my, that would be in my memory in, in my museum. And it never got responded mm-hmm. to that. That would hundred percent make my museum. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I, all I can add to it is a signed letter from George W. Bush uh, that I got in the fifth grade for academic excellence. Huh. But uh, wow, yeah, yeah. That's making the museum, BJ. Wow. I, you know what? That's worthy of the museum. I know. It's kind of hilarious. I, I had something like that point. Ah, it's so um, good. Um, but yeah, let me just close off with saying, I think we are, no position is uh, bereft of, you know, there's no um, unambiguously, uh, there's no part, <laughs> oh my God. There's no media that is unbiased, right? There's no unbiased media. That's what I want to say. There's no freaking unbiased media. The best we can do is let everyone kind of have a position that they share. It, so I, I think what's, what gets different, well, one, I think, you know, if this is like a public space, yeah, right, this collection of museums, what an incredible resource for like anthropologists of the future where they can see like these waves of sentiment, like kind of working their way through society, for example. Right. And they can see the ebbing and flowing. Right. I think one thing that'd be really powerful is being able to kind of link between museums, you know, like, 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 you know, to your point regarding the letter, right. It'd be great to be able to kind of, move back and forth between these people at this point in time, right? Like have this kind of like timeline element yeah. like to the whole thing. I feel like I'm, I'm designing Facebook as, as I go here. Um, <laughs> I think we're designing Facebook, but we're also saying like even more, but we're not even designing, we're designing like a bunch of holes in the ground that people put like treasured objects in. But um, mm-hmm. I do, I do like the idea of creating a graph with it where like, 
you know, mm. my museum would point to yours in a way, right, Vijay? Where I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. For these years, like deep link, yeah, yeah, deep link into 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 mine, right? Yeah, to to reflect this this thing that we've created, exactly. So, right, um, I think it'd be a great resource for future anthropologists if we figure out a way to make the museum itself one very scalable, but two very resilient, right? Like, I feel like it almost needs to somehow survive civilizational collapse at least once, right? Maybe, maybe it doesn't um, survive if like literally everything goes down, but it should survive some level of hardship just, just to be safe, you know? Kieran, did you and I ever talk about a book called Deep Time? I'm sure we did. Uh, the, The idea behind the book was like, how do you how do you communicate over vast distances or over vast time periods? Yeah, yeah. Right. And so um this guy who wrote the book who was a specialist in solving these kinds of problems, right? And, you know, as as you as you do, right? And so <laughs> uh one of the problems that he had to solve for was they had buried some nuclear waste somewhere and they needed to keep people away from it, right? While it kind of went through its kind of radioactive decay process right and the problem was like whatever space you created need to be maintained over a period of time that's much longer than any civilization has has survived or any economic system has survived right so like how do you do that and then on top of that language changes so rapidly as well language changes oh i hadn't thought of that um but I think the language changing problem in this instance isn't as complex because you could almost see somebody kind of working their way back in time and following the evolution of language along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, That's a good point. And we could also have like the version of, you know, a translate app for the future. I'm hoping it gets much better and then you can actually translate time periods versus just um oh that's an interesting idea yeah versus yeah. just languages yeah like what was the book again vj just so we can it's called uh deep time deep time do you remember the john mac mcphee john mcphee or i, I honestly can't remember okay we'll, we'll put it in the notes potentially um, yeah I, i'd I'll love to read it, it myself yeah. and so oh yeah it's a, it's a great book uh makel's borrowed it right now actually so oh cool yeah yeah my friend um, but uh, it, yeah, it, it's just fascinating, right? Like the, the challenges that you have to go through. But coming back to this, right? So, so one, this is me putting my perception of myself, right? Not necessarily my best foot forward, right? Like I could be the kind of person who is brutally honest with themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think the most boring exhibits are going to be the raw, raw. I was an amazing human being exhibits, but yeah, like yeah. the fun ones are going to be people showing their deeply flawed selves to other people. Actually, that's really interesting, right? You kind of end up in this kind of anti-influencer kind of space, right? The people who are trying to overstyle it are the ones who fail the most. Yeah, because the influencery people are going to be, if I were an anthropologist, you just throw all those away. You know, you just be like, okay, um, this is all pretty much the same they're all doing the same memes. They're doing the same TikTok videos, like whatever. Um, same facial expressions. Same freaking facial expressions. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the most interesting exhibits are going to display 
really unique characteristics of that person. And it will take a lot of self-awareness to just create this kind of exhibit. Yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, as a kind of historical device, right, one of the things that would be really cool about it is, do you ever read uh, Howardson's book, you know, the the People's History? No. Uh, You're just dropping some, some books on me today. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah, some reading. Yeah. So that, that one... That one's a classic, right? That that one's a very popular book. And one of the things that makes it really work is it's history from the perspective of the common man, right? Like, so typically, you know, when you read any kind of historical book, right, it's all about the power brokers. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Interact with each other. I read a history of Rome so, from the, from the uh, common man perspective. It's called Speaker, S-P-Q-R. I see. Um, very similar concept, yeah. Speaker. I see. I see. Um, so, and and so this this device that you're creating, like, really brings that home, right? Like, kind of, what does it feel like to live in this space? Yeah, yeah. Right. I I think where it misses an opportunity is I don't see the kind of the connective tissue of your life. You know, the the taking out the trash. Right, um, but right, the kind of br brutal repetition of life. Like it's interesting because you don't really—I feel like you don't experience life like that, like I do. Like for me, every day is get up at six fifty a.m., wander downstairs, make some sort of miracle happen for Nicholas breakfast, <laughs> put the tea on for me and Kirti, and then Kirti comes downstairs. No, no, mine is as I. There is a re repetition, right? Like, and it's almost like it, there's a couple of days before we find the repetition, but it's always there, VJ. Like, even I see. even when we went from Portland to LA, and we were only there for a couple of days, you know, it is every everyone is following like just cycles, routines. So, yeah, right. And so, understanding what those rhythms look like for people at different points in time. Yeah, that, that's cool. Right, would be really cool. Um, there was a. I think the BBC but these are the meta analyses that can be performed. If yeah. we didn't depend on a technical solution to these problems, like with this whole freedom museum idea, it started off as maybe we all need a little space in the metaverse, all on the blockchain. You know, like everything is teched up. And now, after talking to you for like twenty-five minutes, and then you know, having technology fail on us sometimes. Maybe it's just boxes in the ground pointing at other boxes. Like physical boxes with, with written just, notes. Just, yeah. And, and, and little artifacts. Oh, this gets interesting. Like imagine you're given like a, a one cubic foot box. Yeah. And in that one cubic foot box, you're going to represent you. Yeah. And over time, like as as life kind of moves on, you put stuff in and take stuff out. You know, uh, you're kind of pruning the tree. You know, and then whenever you go visit a new space, you go look for the boxes in that space and you explore those boxes. I think so. I love the non-digital version. That's really interesting. Yeah, it would be like a cultural, like a global cultural thing, right? Like. You know, and you've got to go visit this town's boxes. 
Like each 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 town, like each region has its own. I think style I think we've life. reinvented the whole memory capsule phase of the seventies or eighties, right? Like, wasn't there a time? Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. But this is bad because this is at scale. Yeah, it's got to be at scale. Right, and and you know those kind of memory capsules are kind of more of a community kind of thing, for the most part, right? Like, True, they were a community yeah, thing. Becomes, yeah. Right, this just becomes much more like kind of each region just has its space that it preserves specifically for this. You know, wouldn't this, this be idea. a better use of cemetery land than the actual cemeteries? Not awkward. 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 Complete aside and. Don't quote me on this, guys. This, you know, we're amongst friends here. I thought so, but there's a lot of land just sitting there, meant for memories. And instead of actually putting like things about the person, we're we're kind of just saving their their body, which you know is probably like one of the less interesting parts of your legacy if you're you know a living, breathing human. You can't even see it. You can't see it. It's in a casket. There's a there's a stone that's supposed to memorialize this person mm. that has gives you very little to kind of lean into. Just a single sentence usually, right? One or two sentences. Yeah, yeah at best. At best. A begin date, an end date, a name, and one sentence. And what we're offering is have a whole box. Right? You know, yeah, have a whole box be so much more powerful. I, I think the other thing that's different though, Kieran, is in the cemetery scenario, somebody else will be filling that box on your behalf. Yeah, but here, As yeah. A, but what we want, this could almost be like a, um, a cultural event, you know, like at your quinceanera or your boy version of a quinceanera. Do they do quinceaneras in Guatemala? I don't know enough about Guatemalan culture to answer that question right now, but I hopefully eventually will know this. Ask that question tomorrow in Spanish class. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then anyway, so you know, <laughs> at this kind of at these kind of cultural moments, right, like your bar mitzvah, uh, when you get that black string, right? You know, some major master like that, you're given this box, right? And you explain the meaning of this box, and maybe once a year, like on your birthday. You kind of go back through the box and you have the option to remove something or add something yeah. uh, to the box, right? And it gives you a way to kind of like reflect on your on your previous year. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Maybe it's just too much work to do that, but I, I'm surprised it's not more of a cultural touchstone, right? Um, and maybe I'm, that's kind of, kind of why I wanted to ask you, you know, a question about legacy. Like, am I over-indexing on legacy by thinking about this? Or, you know, is that is this just a me me thing? Or do you think more, a lot of people care about legacy and, you know, don't really do much to to leave a legacy other than money, right? Like, it seems like people care about yeah. leaving their kids money, but... I, I, th I think there's a, you know, when you, when you treat it like a graph, when you, right, when you treat it like a tree, like a family tree... I think realistically, you only care about that legacy for a couple of generations. Yeah, I I suspect you have a hard time caring about it beyond your grandkids. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's I feel like I'm wired differently then, where it's like I I don't really I hope you know my grandkids know me, um, but I yeah. you know it doesn't have to be grandkids. It'd be cool if like random people a few generations from now were kind of talking about ideas that we've had, yeah. right, or uh, right, just right. things we've done, and it doesn't have to be. They don't have mm-hmm. to know we did them. Right. It could be just like a weird meme or they could they could uh, uh, wear a certain style that we started or or even just like a small change to a word, you know, that we kind of put into the language. But uh, it'd be so cool. I've, I've had a. Th- I, I agree. I've, there's a thought that's bothered me for quite a while. And that's this notion of the last time somebody ever thinks about me. Yeah. It's really, it's been, it's haunted me for quite a few years now. And this way, maybe that still happens for the most part. Maybe most of these boxes are forgotten about. Yeah. And nobody ever looks in them. But to your point, imagine a thousand years later, somebody kind of dusts off the Kiran box and decides to open it up. I actually don't know how well it would work, especially if it was a physical box, because <laughs> things disintegrate. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, set aside the if you make it out of plastic, it will last forever, right? But um, but without context, what would it mean? And the context all comes from outside the box, like because inside the box, right? You would say, look, at best, right? You have the basics. My name's Blah. This is the point in time in which I lived. Yeah. And, right, you know, this is kind of my bio data, right? And, right, so, but any other context about what was going on at that point in the spaces that you lived in, right, would have to come from outside the box. And you need a way to kind of like, you need the reference point of your box to another But that's box. why I feel like right. I would, in my box, have the reference locations for 10 other boxes and say, hey, these are my 10 closest people that I interact the most with. Mm. Um, mm. So like, mm. if you went and you found one of these boxes, in theory, you can construct mm. a massive graph that could kind of... It got kind of... Blo- it got blockchain-y all of a sudden. We're creating a physical blockchain, Vijay. I, I, I don't know what to yeah. what to say. But I mean, it's not like blockchain-y. It's more like just a graph, right? Blockchain-y... We would have to. Yeah, actually, we would have to do some that's sort of. You, you could manipulate. Yeah, yeah ours, ours. You could you could manipulate a block and nobody be any of the ones. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, oh. my like Sakshi could dig up the box when she's older, and then write a bunch of sad things, like lame things about me, and then put it back in when you know if we had a fight or something like that, mm. and then everyone would think I'm an asshole a hundred years from now. But uh, that is something she could do. Maybe we need to blockchain this up. How do we? How do we tamper-proof these boxes? Oh, it's a good question because I you think about this. She like she could do some stuff to that block that made you the world's number one asshole. Yeah, forever, forever tarnishing my legacy. For t- just tarnishing it, <sighs> just tarnishing it. That hurts. Yeah. So. So you care about legacy too, so, in a way. Like, I guess you don't care about the ancestral legacy, but you do think about the last time someone's going to 
someone's going to picture you. That really haunts me. Because um, that's true death. Because when I think about my grand, my great grandfather, yeah. right, who died when I was about seven years old, something like that, right? I, and I'd met him once, right, when I was four. Yeah. Right? And so twice, four, yeah, once or twice. Anyway, either way, very small. And I don't really think about him, you know. First of all, because I don't have much of a surface area to kind of grab onto, no. right? Um, when I think about my grandfather, my paternal one who who lived with us for a while, I don't really think about him very often either, to be honest. Like, um, you know, he's not top of mind for me. But how different would it be if you had basically read stories about him, right? Or... Well, that's the thing. I I have read stories about him. I've read stuff that he's written. Oh, damn. Maybe this whole thing breaks down then. (laughs) Say more. It was actually fascinating. Right? Like, it was was really interesting reading about his life. But he he led an interesting life. Yeah. Like, he didn't lead a kind of mundane life. So... um, Do you still have them? Like, do do you have them digitized somewhere? No, my dad has it. Like it's all like we always say we're gonna kind of type it up. And we Dude, I did that for my grandfather. I typed up his diaries. Oh, yeah, did? yeah. I oh, sat down. How long did it take? It you? took me. Yeah. And Nritya. so I got Nritya involved in this, and I, I have the the copy because he's written a very. He's still living, but he's been writing a mm-hmm. diary for you know decades now. But yeah. um, his first two chap, his first two entire notebooks, he had filled them were about mm. his early life and uh, his mother's life and he just mm. it took me about you know two three months of like typing up pages honestly yeah. i i could have probably used ocr wasn't as capable i thought like you know yeah when i did this was what five maybe six seven years ago um mm. maybe i should have given it a good shot uh, a shot and just done the editing process but it almost felt easier to just type it all and yeah. it was actually um, kind of a transformative experience for me. I, I really enjoyed doing that. Now, I think the books need an editor, so I might edit this later. You know, there's a lot of filler content. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, just yeah. uh, claims that, and there's definitely things that could make it more interesting. But my grandfather mm. lived a freaking interesting life as well. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I hope to share that with, you know, future uh, descendants who like, but see that they'll look at it. They will look at that document differently from the way you looked at it because you have a relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With your grandfather, right? And and you would look at that document differently from the way your parents would look at it, right? And um, sorry, was it your maternal or paternal grandfather? Uh, paternal. Okay. So, my, yeah, so you would look at it differently from the way your dad would. Oh, for sure. Um, and my maternal grandfather, he wrote a diary as well, but he, he only used okay. to write one word, like Ram. He, he, he was like super, um, uh, I don't know, med- I think he used it as his meditation almost, right? 
I so think. he, I think he has okay. notebooks filled with like a singular word, but he has great stories as well, but I, they're not right. written down. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're right. Every single person who reads it will view it a different way. And Ritya had some hilarious feedback as well as she was, cause mm. you know, she has no relationship with my grandfather at that time. Yeah, yeah, we just got yeah. married and we yeah. had started doing this. And yeah. so, um, that was, that was fun to think about. I mean, like when you're part of a family and I, you know, my grandfather had always been there from when I was a kid. Like I don't, you don't remember not having a grandfather right, if he's still alive. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it helped me see him in a different way. Yeah, I could see that too. Like kind of like my grandfather's was pretty pretty um open you know and so you you got to see him as he saw himself as a young man right so like kind of glorified a bit right like kind of some definitely self uh right there's Um, a lot of you know patting yourself on the back yeah 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 um as anyone would probably do yeah 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 which kind of it kind of brings me back to my kind of opening point to you which is like, what if there's like a comment section? Ooh, in here? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, like in your digital space. Like, if we go back to making a digital space, imagine like I'm sitting there commenting on it, and imagine like practically speaking, I'm going to hold back on those comments until you're dead. Practically speaking, yes, yes. Right, like, or at least the kind of more interesting ones. No, but you don't have to. That's oh you don't have to put it into my box. I should be referencing your box and saying for further comments, see these 10 people. Right. And then you're responsible for putting comments about me in your box. And then you would have a further 10 people. You don't have to choose me as one of your 10. It's just, so it can be like, you need directional sometimes, but could be bi-directional yeah. like uh, i'm probably choosing Nritya. she's probably choosing me for like some mm. sort of yeah in like memory capsule thing what if she didn't you would go through your whole life thinking she did yeah not yeah thinking she just assume it look at you just assume i mean now. then millennia later when these anthropologists dig up the box yeah. they would go through heartbreak because they would know i poured my soul out for my wife and she yeah. freaking you know, deceived me till the very end. (laughs) So, so this thing, this resource, it has a very different vibe. If it's, if it's alive while you're alive versus if it only comes to life upon you. No, I think it's alive when you're alive. That's what makes it fun, Vijay. And I love the idea about, about uh, attaching it to special occasions in your life. Like, I don't even think you have to do this every year. Like, but would it bother you? Well, I I guess once you die, it stops updating, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would stop updating when you die. But Mm -hmm. the people that you've chosen to reference your box would keep updating yeah. their thoughts, memories, and um, ideas about you. And so they will continue. Is this also, this, this is also just like a physical and slower internet in a way. 
<laughs> like a bunch of tweets or blog posts that are all self-referent that are all referencing each other. Well, I think one of the nice things about it, like there's almost value in slowing the whole thing There is. Down. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah, of value. Then you get to be right, you get to be more deliberate, yeah. right? So because we're at people right assume that there is uh, there is a software solution. there's no app for this vj i refuse is it going to be physical boxes then i yeah I'm, I'm divesting myself from the idea that i actually blogged about so i'm gonna i'll write up a comment okay. and, and post it but okay. I, i'm really feeling this okay. this physical box idea man like i think i think it would be such a fun thing to do now it, it could create problems for the plumbing of a city and you know cause environmental disaster but i don't think there's that i think this this could scale as long as you keep the boxes pretty tight i wonder if like year over year the size of the box has to get smaller and smaller yeah right like the, there's like an international agreement on the size of <laughs> one of these boxes can be if this picks up steam yeah there's some island in japan where they're running out of space to bury people oh god and so and they had to make this very difficult decision to kind of rehouse a bunch of dead bodies to make space for the new ones. And it, it was really controversial. Like, you know, um, people's feelings were really hurt. I feel like there's, they, but like you like, could, we could take up ocean space as well. Cause. No, but then nobody will ever see those ones. We're talking about the long, we're talking about deep time, right? Rije? Like they'll see them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there won't be any oceans anyway. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, new, or there'll be new ones. Or be <laughs> we new might have ones. new oceans. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, because, you know, just today, right, there's 7 billion boxes that would have to get built. It's a lot of boxes, Vijay. Yeah. But I also read somewhere that if we put every man, woman, and child into a stadium, it would be like, or into like a big cube, right? In our current physical mm -hmm. bodies it would be a three mile by three mile by three mile cube. That's not a lot. The, I think that one of the things we lost is I, I really like my idea, like this kind of regional notion of like going to a space and exploring the boxes that belong yeah, to that space. That's true. Right. Cause if they're all kind of piled up one on top of each other, You'll never be able to kind of go... Oh, no, no. I'm not suggesting we pile them on top of each other. No, no, no. I'm saying we just have the space on Earth to do it. Oh, you, you said we got... We have plenty space of space, space soon. So I think, like, if everyone chose to just bury their um, cube where they lived for most of their lives, I think we'd be good. Mm. Or just they or bury their boxes, you know, at the place they last lived. So... That might get depressing. Is, is, I don't know. Is that what happens? So like, okay, I, I keep this box with me through the course of yeah. my life. Never losing it, which is no mean feat. It's a tough one. Right. Probably needs an air tag in it. Right. And so now when I die, somebody makes that decision that it's now time to um, bury the box. Yeah. Or store the box. And I think in your will, you should have the place you want it buried. Mm, mm, mm. I think that's a reasonable solution to that problem. 
Now, let's say you move houses and you want it stored in your favorite house. Right. They, the the new still, owners of that quick. plot would have to allow for yeah. a, a light digging. Yeah. Eh. If um, if it's a thing, it's a thing, you know, for humanity. People will figure it out. You need seven billion square feet of space for my one foot by one foot. Yeah. Is that a lot? I, it should be okay. You can put it under the ground. It'll be fine. You know, I, I can't really tell if that's a lot. It, it sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. Um, Actually, I don't think it's that much, you know. Seven billion square feet? Yeah. Okay, wait. Seven billion. Let's figure this out. How? Okay, what's your over-under? What? Let's say, is it the size of Texas and above or below? Ah, oh, I say below the size of Texas. Below the size of Texas. Okay. And you would be entirely right. It is only 650 square kilometers. Oh, that's nothing. We have space 650? Across the whole right? world. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of space. Area of Texas. 695,000 kilometers squared. <laughs> All right, we can put a lot of <laughs> We're off by three orders of magnitude, VJ. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried. Um, so do we how do we launch this thing, Kurt? I think it starts with us, VJ. I think we just, and us and our, our, our listeners... Um, and future podcast guests, which I think we should start up soon, Vijay. Um, so if any... Oh, with each of our guests, we offer them a box. Yeah. And we say, this is the space. Yeah. This could be our first merch when we when we do merch, you know, when we blow up. Yeah, yeah. Our first merch. For a box. Yeah. Yeah. We need a sexy name for this. For a box. Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, the problem is our box will be associated with our podcast, which might mean that our, the name of our podcast might live forever. Like, like um, if they become like weird boxes or something. Yeah, like yeah. That, right. And then people have to go through the etymology of like, why are these things called weird boxes? Our, our marketing strategy, it, it optimizes for legacy 10,000 years from now, as opposed to listeners yeah. now. So... Oh, and if they're covered like in our in our graphics, so good. Right, there could be this search on <laughs> to find these original non-existent people. Right? So, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take our podcasts and then print them on vinyl discs and <sighs> physical copies because physical, there's yeah. there's no guarantee MP3s are gonna be playable in a couple thousand years. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. The only solution is physical storage. Yeah, and we're gonna um, we're gonna have to include a, a record player plus instructions for how to fix a record player because maybe a couple a couple of a couple of needles would be ne good. different. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a whole production VJ. I wonder if like USB Type A will still be <laughs> how long till the last USB Type <laughs> USB A? USB Type A is still alive, <laughs> but everything else is destroyed. You just see, yeah, it's the only thing that's USB Type-C doesn't make it, but USB Type-A is still around. Why won't or, it die? Or, <laughs> or, right, you see this, like, 
series of dongles that like connect, right? And you start from <laughs> type A and you're going, you know, type C, and you're just working your way through. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I remember my my first month at at Microsoft. I remember pulling out that that cable with like twenty dongles on it because everyone had different laptops with connectors. And then I think you said mm-hmm. somewhere we failed here, Kieran. <laughs> I just it was hilarious. Uh, anyway, well, uh, I think I think this was a this one's a wrap. This one was fun. Um, yeah, I like to yeah. this this idea. It always goes to different places after our podcast, man. Like this was definitely not how I was thinking about it coming in. Um, I think we ended up in a good place. We did. I feel like we got to make these boxes. Yeah. If you'd like to be in the Kickstarter for these boxes, please email us at one weird thought yeah, at gmail dot com. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, comment, share, subscribe on our Substack. We love hearing from people. And um, yeah, till next time, VJ. I'm excited to hear what you have in store for next week. Oh, I have a couple in the hopper, Karen. We'll, we'll, we'll I look forward to it. Thank you. Bye.